Welcome back to Life in the Valley. This is the podcast for Valley Community Church, and we're glad that you've joined us today. Life in the Valley is um, a chance for us to look at some of the topics and conversations that are relevant in our lives and hopefully uh, add some things that help us move forward. Today, I'm with Jason Sodastrom. In the middle is Molly Sodastrom. I'm Paul Ice. We're in Boulder, Colorado today. Yes. There's uh, snow on the ground, and it's going to be 60 tomorrow, yeah. right? So beautiful. So, <laughs> it's pretty a normal day. I get to drive down 52 on the diagonal on the way here, 118, and get to see the mountains and the snow. So have you no, guys been out today? I mean, today? nothing better than, I think, the frozen flat irons. Yeah. I think they're amazing. Yes. I thought it's beautiful, and then I pulled in your neighborhood, and I saw that. Um, are trash that, cans out there? No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that the cars are glazed with ice. So did you have to deal with that today? Oh yeah, that's nice. the that's the problems of no garage life. Yes, exactly. So, we don't so, live in the burbs. <laughs> no, you're down, you're down here in Boulder. So, anyways, we're grateful you've joined us. We uh, last week on our uh, podcast. We talked about um, having margin, living generously in money. Yes. And so this week we thought we'd add another aspect of that, living generously with your time. Yeah. And I think that one of the things we talked about is money was a little hard to talk about. (laughs) Um, People are maybe more willing to talk about their time. um, But they're just as protective about their time with their money. Yes. Well, yeah, and I... Well, we looked at on Sunday, we looked at Mark 1 and how Jesus had this really busy day. Yeah. He woke up, he was preaching, healing people, and then night came and he was tired and he healed more. And then the whole town came and then he woke up early and we kind of looked at this, that idea of how can we learn from Jesus's life, how to prioritize our time and where do we give our time to? Yeah. And I started off with talking about how you know, we as a society are just naturally busy. Yeah. But Jesus can relate. He had a busy day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you used that at all this week, Molly? Like, I'm busy? I haven't, mostly because Jason talked about <laughs> it, so I've had to catch myself. But it's funny, we're actually talking. I'm like, I think it would be, like, it's your normal go-to to say I'm busy. Okay. But I was just thinking, like, it would honestly be awkward and a stretch for me to, like, you know, for some my friend to ask me, oh, what are you doing today? What do you have going on? For me to just be like, you know, I'm just relaxing. Yes. Like, <laughs> I just have like an easy day. Like, I honestly think that would be more awkward. Yes. My calendar is completely open. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I, I think that's true. A, a guy called me the other, uh, the other evening and he's like, or he texted me, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a meeting right now and I can talk to you on the way home so he called me on the way home and he's like is this pretty normal for you to like be meetings this late at night and I think the pride in me goes yeah this is pretty normal like I'm busy all the time I don't have time for my family like what am I gonna say is what am I gonna say is like no like I'm like I'm usually watching ESPN about right now it doesn't sound very noble. Yeah. So especially when you kind of pointed out, Jason, like Jesus was on the move and yeah. Jesus had things that he wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think one of my favorite parts in the message um, on Sunday is after 
um, he had had that busy day the next day, you said something like, all right, guys, let's do it again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, there was probably some of them, like, like, really? Like, <laughs> we're going to do this all over again? <laughs> that was a lot. That you know? was a lot, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I think in our busyness, it's kind of, in our society, mm-hmm. it is our identity. Mm-hmm. And so we, we typically want, we're all looking for purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. busyness is just... And we don't do it in a wrong or wrong motives or bad heart. It's just kind of the normal thing to say, like, I'm busy. And it brings identity. It brings worth that you're worth something. Right. And I think what what is cool is that Jesus can relate to us that it wasn't that he was not busy. He was right. very busy. Right. But what did he prioritize and where did he, how did he use his time ultimately to bring God glory? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the distinguishing is you have to move from, okay, I, yeah, he was busy, but busy isn't bad. It's how do you use your busyness and where do you use your busyness and where do you use your time? So let's jump on that. Um, I think the areas that we can focus on is if we if we say, hey, Jesus identifies with this and Jesus was a good model for it, what were some of the things that we look at Jesus' life and said, hey, here's what Jesus prioritized and how we can also... Um, live and model that way Mm -hmm. so um kind of molly maybe you could jump into that what were some of the things for you that kind of you identified with this is what jesus modeled and it's what in my life i think i want to model yeah i think i mean i think just the first one jason talked about on on sunday was um he was god-centered like I think if we're really going to like arrange our lives properly and have meaning and purpose in our lives, like we have to start with being God centered. And, um, I think this is a continual struggle just because, you know, our time is a huge deal and it's, um, it's hard to like prioritize, you know, just some downtime or connecting with God or being refreshed. And so, but I really do think if we want to have a purposeful, meaningful life, um, for me, I can always look back and it goes back to, am I connecting with God? Like just on a daily basis, like am I taking time to, um, whether it be wake up early or during nap time, like just put God first. Your nap time? <laughs> I, wish, I wish my nap time, the kid's nap time. Yep. Um, to just take the first, like it's kind of, it goes back to giving, giving God the first fruits, right? So the first part of your day or the first part of my nap time, my kid's (laughs) nap time to God, to focus myself on who God is, who he created me to be and like what his purpose is for my life. I see everything flow from that, you know? Um, and if I don't do that, I also see just honestly negative effects. I I always think it's interesting that God created 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a blessing. And I think it's sometimes like, I got to do this every day. Cause you, you can have a great day where you were God centered. Mm -hmm. You go to sleep and you wake up and your next day is it's like zero centered around God. And you're like, what was I doing today? But when you have that bad day, you right. get a restart the next day. Yes. It says like his mercies are new every morning. And so yeah. I think being God-centered, I think this is why Jesus, it said he woke up early before sun was up. And then he went to a deserted place to get time mm-hmm. to pray to be with his father because he knew he had to align himself. And I believe that alignment has to happen daily. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen daily, we can't sustain it on our own. We. It, it reminds me, there's a story about Elijah. He, he was fed by ravens, and it, they, only came, they only brought him enough for the day. Right. 
It was not more, not more or less. It was just enough. And I think that's kind of how God-centered is, is you have enough for the day. And then you know what? You got to go back the next day. Yeah. Because the ironic thing about that is if you think about that verse, God's mercies are new every day. Why wouldn't he just say God's mercies are there for you all the time? Because isn't that true? Mm-hmm. And I think what he's emphasizing is like, it is a fresh start every day. And um, that's the way we were created. Like yes. you need sleep generally every day Mm -hmm. now you can try and go without it but you will eventually pay for it (laughs) and so our our lives are a rhythm Mm -hmm. and they are a pattern and they are built on habits Mm -hmm. and so one of those is god's mercy is there for you every day and use the word refresh Mm -hmm. like that's the way you need to start seeing god-centered is it's a time to refresh Mm -hmm. don't look at as um, a time of just devotion although it is devotion or it, it's a time that like I need to spend, you know, I think if you start to look at it as a refresh, mm-hmm. like God's mercies are there, God's yes. generosity, God's love is there. And when I skip being God-centered today, I'm missing out on that. Yeah. You miss the strength, you miss yeah. the power that yeah. comes. Yeah, well I even think about like my relationship with you, like when I, when we got married, We're married. like say we got married, <laughs> right. and I didn't talk to Jason for like, like months. Like, we would have a horrible relationship. Like, you know, even if we were to go, like, you know, a couple of weeks without talking, our relationship would not be good. Right. And so kind of the same thing with our relationship with God. Like, it's it's one of the, it's a daily thing. It's a daily connecting. And you, you, you become closer to, like, we're closer to each other when we, you know, talk daily. Just have a, even it doesn't have to be, like, forever, just a couple minutes mm-hmm. to catch up and chat. Like, we are more connected. We're closer. We have the same vision and purpose for mm-hmm. our marriage, our family, our kids when we connect on a regular basis, you know, daily. And I think the one pattern we saw is Jesus would get alone with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that would be a good pattern. Yeah. That alone time, I think Molly, you said it should be a priority. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where we start, but then realize it can happen at any time during the day. Yeah. Now I wouldn't establish it like that. Well, whenever it happens today, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I would establish alone time with God, but I would also say I'm driving it today and I'm like, okay, I'm in the car by myself, you know, um, of that 20 minutes, you know, I'm thinking about my schedule, you know, I'm thinking what ironically, I'm not thinking where I'm driving. I got to 287 and 52 and I was, had my blinker on and I'm in the center lane. You're that guy. And the light turns green and I'm like, left is church, right is school. Why am I in the center? Like, oh, I know. I remember where I'm going now. So, but um, I think intentionally, like when you're in the car or you're, you know, in the grocery store, you know, or uh, it's nap time, take like a minute, right? And say, I, I prioritize. So he was God focused. And I think transition a little bit, probably um, God centered is funny because he was God. Yeah. And we're not going to break that all down today, but he did have a relationship, Jesus, with his father mm-hmm. that he prioritized and was important. Mm-hmm. But one of the other areas that we talked about is it can just be this way and you will not be fulfilled, right? Yes. Yeah. If you live a life that like it's me and God and that's it. Um, and that's not what Jesus modeled either, mm-hmm. right? No, because the next, what we saw is his whole day his busy day was he was he was preaching in the synagogue but 
you know, he wasn't like the, you know, just some famous person that would speak and then get in a limousine and roll out. He went, after he was done speaking, he went and healed people. He touched people. He loved people. He saw people for people. I mean, and it goes back to the, he said this in the, the greatest commandment, love God with all your heart and love people. And so yeah. Jesus modeled it. He said it. Those are the two things we have to focus in on is being God-centered, but also how are we people-focused? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when he said that phrase, like, I've not come to abolish the law. I've mm-hmm. come to fulfill it. It is interesting in this generosity, you know, living generously that we're in. I think Jesus took everything up to the next level. And yep. this is one of the ways that he did it. It's not like there was a law, be people-focused, <laughs> right? He's like being people focused is how you fulfill all these other laws. You know, in other words, the don't do this, don't do this and do this and do this are really built on seeing people, valuing people, um, and living a life. We said like put Jesus glasses on, Mm -hmm. like, and what are the ways you do see people? Right. Yeah. So ultimately I was just going to say, it goes back to love. Yeah. Like love is not expressed Jesus wanted to come to love. I mean, he modeled love. And how do you actually love? You don't talk about love. Right. Love is action. Love is caring. Love it. I mean, we see it in 1 Corinthians 13, all the things love is. But love love actually does something. It doesn't just talk about love. Mm-hmm. You know, so he modeled it for us. Mm-hmm. So how do we be generous with our time in this area? Mm-hmm. Like seeing other people. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. Good question. I mean, I think for me sometimes, honestly, it's just like taking a minute to like look up and look around. Like (laughs) it sounds so simple, but just like, you know, I have like, I'm very much a scheduled person. So I have my schedule, I have my to-do list and I feel fulfilled if I am like marking and checking things off that list. One on the Enneagram right now. I'm one on the Enneagram. (laughs) And so that's fulfilling for me, but it's not nearly as fulfilling as connecting with somebody, you know? So taking time to like, whether it be... I'm out and about, or when I'm dropping the kids off at school, or when I was, you know, before before kids when I was working, um, just taking time to, to stop, look around, and just to see people, to think, okay, like, how, who can I connect with? And mm-hmm. there is something, I think, like, when we connect with people, like, we really do get to know God in a different way, right. you know, and I even think of, like, other friends who are you know, just who do follow God or don't follow God. Like I see Jesus working in people's lives and hearing their stories. Like when I hear people's stories, I see God in them. And that brings me closer to God and to that person, you know, as opposed to staying in my zone, which is very easy for me to do. um, It just, it softens my heart to God and people when I take time to stop and ask questions and listen a couple years ago we bought our kids for christmas it was like a group present was the uh for the uh the jeep like power wheel oh yeah and if you are a parent and you've never bought your kids one of those are you are you you really parenting yeah yeah you probably bought yours off craigslist ours was the (laughs) yes we did (laughs) you're a master craigslister the the um the John Deere one. Yeah. That so is. anyway, point of this, I was trying to teach Sayla to drive, drive it. And what people do when they first learn to drive or ride a bike, yes. they're always looking oh, at yeah. the steering wheel yes. or, and like trying to figure out everything. <laughs> and I think this is what people do with a lot of times in our lives. Yes. Even when we're trying to follow God, we're just thinking about ourselves. We're like, okay, how do I do this? How do I press the pedal? Yes. But really yeah. the way you drive is you look up <laughs> and you look at your surroundings. Yeah. 
And I think that's kind of the base of once you know what you're doing, once you know your foundation of how to drive, mm -hmm. you can look up and be confident and not look down. I think that's one when you're God, when you're God focused, or when you're centered in God, yeah. you know where your steering wheel is, you know how right. to drive. And then the, the step is looking up. Yeah. It's looking around and going, who are the people that, because God has placed people in our lives. Right. I mean, Jesus said, open your eyes. The harvest is here. Yeah. And so it's the ability to go, okay, I'm in my workplace for a reason. Yes. Like I sit next to this person, mm -hmm. yeah. God put me here and right. I need to look up yeah. and I need to engage. Yeah. I think that's my favorite part is like, look up. Yeah. And, and God says it often, like, look up, see him. And then he says, look up and see the people around you. Mm -hmm. And I, I like this idea. You don't, you don't need to get more people in your life and you don't need to go out and search and find them. They're there. Yeah. They're you. We, we were talking at our small group, like you don't even have to go past your front door. So in your own dwelling place, yes. there's probably people there. Mm -hmm. And if there's not have them over, so they are there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go farther than your block at the end of your block and the people are there. When you go to work, they're there. God's bringing them in your life. This is not today's podcast, but it is one of my kind of pet peeves on church planting is I like that have your target audience, but don't be blind to the fact that God's bringing people in your life all the time. And you're like, you're like, I got to find my target audience and who's my people I'm going to reach. And God's like, dude, I'm bringing people to you all yep. the time. Open and your you're eyes. Like, Just open your eyes and reach yep. those people. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Or when you're at the gym, there's people there. I mean, there's yeah. just, there is a natural flow that God has put yeah. people in our lives. So I haven't like it. The Great Commission says, go make disciples. But it's even translated better as as you go, yeah. Yeah, make correct. disciples. Yeah. It's not just go to a foreign land and make disciples. Not just as you go through your life, just open your eyes and look for people around you. Yeah. You know, for moms, um, it, I think that um, you the busy schedule that I often hear from with moms is, I got work, I got my kids, I've got my family, mm -hmm. and yeah. that, My husband that won't pick up his laundry. Exactly. <laughs> That looking up thing um, can be very difficult mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, because when you say they're already in my lives, um, it can be hard to get outside of that bubble, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because there's so much already there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I think one thing that's just like helped me, like, because I said I am more of like a schedule sort of person mm -hmm. is like, it's helped me to, in the beginning of the day, if I can start my day, like submitting my schedule to God. So I'm yes. still scheduling, right? I'm still scheduling, but I, I'm saying, God, you know what? Like this is in your hands. You can change things and I'm okay with that. I know your plans are better. And um, I think the idea of like looking up is like, I am, you know, like I am around a lot of people. I'm around, I am around other moms and different things that I can talk to that I can stop and ask like I think sometimes I'm too focused on my kids yep. God doesn't want us to be too focused on our kids like he wants us to you know look around at like other moms and other people that we can also um just yeah talk with and you know I shoulders with. I was going through our calendar for this week with Jill and um we we have a google calendar I don't know how I would survive without a google calendar and yet I think um Jesus would be like What's a Google Calendar? <laughs> Why do you need that? Because you're going to shift focus all the time when things mm -hmm. come into your life. But um, I said to Jill, I'm like, hey, what's this at this time? She's like, oh, this is I'm going out to dinner with this person. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of intentionality yeah. like of like 
asking the person, putting it on your calendar, and yeah. doing it. So like, it, there you can't just be laissez faire about it. Like God's bringing people in my life, I'll just go roll with it. Mm -hmm. Like if you are going to look up and be focused, there is a lot of intention. Yeah, out to go it. play top. We wouldn't play yeah. top golf with yeah. a bunch of guys this week, and to do that. There's yeah. intentionality, putting it in the schedule yeah. and making it actually happen. And I think that's the thing that's hard for people. I think people do want to be around people. That mm -hmm. God's put that desire in our hearts. Yeah, we're all and relational. We, we want that, yeah. but I think like what really um, makes people stand out is when, like you said, you're willing to take that next step and say, you know what, do you want to get coffee this week? Right. And um, there's a saying that I like. It says, most people end up somewhere. Few people end up somewhere on purpose. So it's a, it goes back to being purposeful. Like, I have yeah. to think ahead. Or sometimes Jason and I, like, we want to get together with a, a couple or someone that we want to talk to or kind of share our faith with. But we might need to plan it a month out. Right. Because you know what? If I, if I try to plan it a day before, I might not do it because I'm tired. Yeah. But whenever we plan it a month out and we do it, we are so thankful we did. So just like, I think the intentionality, like you said, is huge, yeah. you know? Well, if you have kids, you mentioned it before, it can be, um, you can be very kid focused and mm -hmm. miss out. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's why people, when their kids leave home, they, their marriages struggle a lot. It's mm -hmm. like, we, we haven't looked up for 20 years. Like yeah. we've been like right here. Yeah. So, and so if we look at the pattern of Jesus, he's, you know, was definitely God-centered in that way. He saw the people, saw their needs, but he was always taking people to a next step, right? Yeah. He had like mission on mind. Yeah. What do you think Jason was Jesus' mission? I mean, he, the Father sent him. He was on mission. I mean, he had 33 years. He knew he was going to the cross. I mean, yeah. his eyes were set to the cross. But I think it was twofold, actually, because we see it in, in John 17, he prays for his 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 disciples mm -hmm. that he's sending them out. That his mission was to actually train up his disciples yeah. to launch them out, and then his mission was to go to the cross and die. Yeah. And so there was a twofold mission, but it was all with eternity in mind. And I even think that's what Jesus was doing. You know, I said it was like he he finished his day, and they're like hey, everybody's looking for you. And he's like, we need to go to another town. That's why I was sent. Yeah. And he goes, well, why was he sent? To go to preach the gospel and to see other people come to know him. And then uh, I was texted Molly this the other day. I'm kind of like into the, like trying to think of phrases to remind me of things that were commissioned for mission. Like, he commissioned us for a mission. Yeah. And like the great commission is go into the world and, and preach the good news. And so he he basically gave it to us that we might be mission-minded as well. Yeah, so he was living et eternally focused. Yes. And that really played itself out in pouring himself into other people. Yes. In other words, this is, I want to pass this on. Uh, Molly, what are some of the areas like you think, when you think about that mission yeah. of like, what what is the mission we're living for? Yeah, and I, I've been thinking actually about this a lot recently because you know we're in a season of transition. We're moving to Denver. Mm -hmm. As a as a mom, my kids are always changing ages, so my mission. I always feel like things are changing. But the thing I love about following Jesus is that my purpose never changes. In the right. midst of all these transitions that are happening in my life, I'm always called to be a disciple to know God and to make disciples. And so as I'm looking around for something to grasp a hold of that's like normal and constant, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what God's called me to and that's to make disciples. Mm -hmm. 
And I think sometimes it can be overwhelming when you talk about having an impact and to be have it, you know, be on mission. It's like it's kind of could be overwhelming. Where do yep. I start? What do I do? Yep. But I think something that's just been huge in my life is been just always praying that God would give me one person. Yeah. God, it doesn't have to be the whole world. It doesn't have to be my whole neighborhood. It doesn't have to be my whole like the whole school. God, give me one woman that I can always be leading to Christ and helping grow in her faith. Yeah. Always give me one woman. And God answered that prayer. And so for me, that's like doable mm-hmm. and it's attainable. And um, so I, I love, I love that God has given us like a mission and a vision outside of kids, husband, jobs, because those things change, come and go. Yeah. And it's given me security in yeah. my life. I was just going to say, I think living mission minded is also just knowing that we have a clock on how long we're living here. Yeah. Yeah. That, Eternity is coming close. We're one step, we're one day closer to seeing Jesus than we were yesterday. Yeah. And when you have that mindset, if you actually think about it, it's it's also good for raising kids. You're like, I I only have one year. You have one right. year left, under right. one year left with Noah in the right. house. Yeah. It's like the clock's there, but all of us have a clock of we don't know how long even we have on Earth, but we're yeah. one day closer to eternity. Anytime you work with kids, um, whether they're your own kids or someone else's kids, it does remind you that things are moving fast mm-hmm. and you have so much time. And what I love about mission, you brought up, you know, with Noah, you, at first you really focus on a lot of habits. Like, I wish he would do this. I wish he would be like this. This is what I want for him. And mm-hmm. then you realize, actually, my mission is to reach his heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want because the heart, if he has a heart for God, and he's a heart to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. then all those other things eventually come into it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden chewing gum doesn't really matter anymore, right? Yeah. Like, you know, or like how their manners are important. And it's not that it's not important, but like, it's not my mission. Yeah. And so when we look at like Jesus on mission, he was really pouring himself, I think, into other people but it was really into their heart. So mm-hmm. when you see your people focused and we're on mission, I often think what on mission for Jesus meant is everywhere he went and everything he did, he was on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you go to Top Golf, and Top Golf's not your mission. Like, but live on mission at Top Golf. And so I think what it helps relax is like I can live just regular normal life yes mm-hmm. like the the goal isn't like radically change my life mm-hmm. it's just radically change my mission and even when i'm doing those things. even as we close up like the idea of yeah. mission and all of these things like you it is your normal life it yeah. becomes your normal life and it's god's putting you in certain places he's putting you in your workplace in your family to just take what he's given you. And I think it all goes back to stewardship. We talk about stewardship with our money. Yeah. Like, okay, God's given me something. And we see this throughout all of Jesus's teaching. We see it in the parable of the minas, the talents that he gives mm-hmm. and he wants us to steward it and do something with yeah. it. And so he's given you your job. He's given you your family. He's given you the people in your lives. Now, what are you going to do with it? And he's given you yeah. the time on this earth and your health and your mental ability, and your education. And it's not that you have to go do, we're not asking people to go move to Papua New Guinea and be missionaries. Be great if you want to do that, but not everyone's going to do that. But how do you steward what God's given you from your money, your resources, your time, your talents, and how do you give them to the glory of God? And when you do that, you live for a purpose and you have 
actually joy that's greater than any other joy you get from anything else. And I think the one thing you do is, we were talking about living generously, is you start to more generously just give it away. Yep. And you realize the time that I was like hoarding mm-hmm. that like I find satisfaction and fulfillment when I start to give it. Yeah. And I give it to God. I give it to others. And I start building margin in my life that's like lives in a missional way. Mm-hmm. It will be fulfilling. So, okay, we could go more and we could go on. And this might be our longest podcast yet. So it's because Matt's not here. Yeah, exactly. He always tries to keep us on time. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. Maybe. 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 <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us. Life in the Valley, um, living generously. We hope you have a blessed day living generously. Uh, follow us on the different places you can get this podcast, and um, it's on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music, Stitcher Radio. Uh, If you subscribe, you'll get the next one when it comes out. Thanks for joining us. Have a blessed day.